Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and this is the Real Hauntings podcast. JJ and Kat are not on this episode. However, we do have a special guest host for you. It's Catherine. You remember her. She is a self-worth and empowerment coach and also a medium psychic. She has her own podcast, Murder and Mediumship. And she was on our podcast a couple months ago, I would say. And I know our fans really enjoyed hearing her come on. So I wanted to invite her back to guest host with me. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me back. I'm thrilled to be here with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a guest that I have been really excited to get on for some time. We kind of missed each other a couple times and her husband actually came on the podcast in 2020 and had a super spooky episode. So we have Rhiannon and her husband, David, came on and remind me, does do you guys own a funeral home or he works at a funeral home? No, well, actually he's changed in the last six months, but okay. he worked, he managed a funeral home That's right. for That's a few right. years. And he had a bunch of haunts uh, that took place at the funeral home. Yeah. They were really creepy. And I know even on that episode, he had mentioned that you had your own hauntings and you should come on and you were kind enough to reach out. And so here we are in 2022 and you're on the podcast. <laughs> we got there. We're here. And um, as many of our audience may notice, um, you are from Australia. So thank you so much for making time to come on the podcast. Not a problem at all. It's a pleasure to be here. I believe it's morning there, right? It is. It's... Quarter past 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I sort of am in the same mental space as you because I worked um, an overnight. So I my day's only been going for about four hours. So I've, I've had my coffee oh. and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Lots of coffee, we're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know the drill. Before we jump in, we like to find out where our guest is on the Believo meter. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts. 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I've thought about this question so much over the last couple of days. I think I probably sit at a seven. Okay. Because I believe in what I've seen, but I also believe you can explain a lot of things. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective because I almost doubt more of what I've seen with my own two eyes yeah. and heard. And I almost <laughs> believe more what I've heard on this podcast that I can't verify in any real way. It's just that I keep hearing these stories over and over and I'm like, well, they must, some of them must be true, but I'd say that's where I am too. I'm a, I'm at a seven. Yeah. I, we've been, I've covered it on some of the recent episodes. We've been having some really strange stuff happen at our home that I can't explain lately. So I'm curious. Uh -huh where that goes i would be okay with it if it didn't happen anymore but uh, apparently we don't always get a say in these matters and Catherine, just to remind our audience where do you kind of fall on that scale oh i'm a 10 yeah. i'm a 10 for sure a 10 <laughs> i didn't think i had to ask it. but i figured I you would. know what but it's over the last couple of years it's definitely increased because for even now like the other day i was in my bedroom and my husband was downstairs the kids were outside playing and 
someone closed and no windows open. It was not the wind. The door just gently shut on its own. And I, I, sh- I got the, that shutter and I went, fuck. <laughs> just know it was. So in my mind, I'm like, it was the wind. Obviously I know it wasn't the wind. So I I'm a 10, but I want to be a seven. So okay. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. Similar, but different perspectives. I, I can um, appreciate that. So Ree, when did you have your first supernatural experience? Well, first notable one over the last sort of couple of years would have been about seven years ago. Um, I have had little things throughout my life, although a lot of it was very early years. And my mum's told me like lots of stories, but I don't really remember them too much. But yeah, my first one really occurred when I sort of, so I, I gave you guys a bit of a rundown. So I've got my three beautiful children. Um, my first ever pregnancy didn't work out. So that failed, didn't happen. I ended up having my daughter and I remember, you know, being just in awe, I had this baby. I felt amazed and just completely in love and just one-sided, forgot about the other one. And one night, uh, we've got a very small home, so... I had a baby monitor just to, so I could see her, um, not that I needed it. And I used to always wake up just before she woke up, like clockwork. I just knew when she'd wake up. One night I didn't wake up. I was out and all of a sudden my husband and I jumped out of bed because there was this blood curdling scream. She would have been about six months old. And I ran to her room. I think I flew off the bed. I ran to her room and I went to pick her up and she was standing in the cot and she was holding her cot and she was screaming just like, ah, and I'm like, okay, went to pick her up. And then I I froze and I backed out of the room and I said, no, I said, I called David and I said, you've got to pick her up. I can't pick her up. I said, I've got to go get milk. Didn't think much more of it. Not until the next day, come home from work. And I just said to him, I said, look, it was pretty bloody weird that she was standing up in the cot, rah, rah, rah. And he goes, she wasn't standing. She was tucked in. And I was like, no, 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 no. She was standing. She was screaming at me. She was standing. And then the minute I said that, I flash back and I can see her lying down. And I said, she was lying on her side facing the wall, wasn't she? He just goes, yes. And he was t- she was tucked in that tight that he had to actually really untuck the blanket. And I just went, okay. Immediately I was like, okay, I know what I've seen. I can still see the image in my head. Um, It was really quite startling. It did startle me for a time. Um, Then about a month later, I went to visit my parents and I was chatting with my father. And out the corner of my eye, I could see Adeline, my daughter, she was sitting on the ground looking up. And as I was talking to my dad, I could see this little girl standing over her, looking down at her. And then Adeline was babbling to her. And this little girl was just standing over her in a nice way. And I just said to dad, I said, there's a girl standing over Adeline right now. And he just goes, wouldn't bloody surprise me in this house. And just walked off. (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. And then we sort of went, when all this started occurring, because through David's like old job, he worked with a lot of like, you know, spooky minded people and things like that. And I took it with a grain of salt, but it wasn't until I walked in and visited him and he, she goes, oh, you know, hey, how are you doing? She looked down and goes, oh, how's your little one doing? And I was looking, I said, oh yeah, she's doing good. She goes, no, no, the other little one that's walked in with you, the little blonde girl. And I just looked at her and I hadn't told anyone. I was like, okay, you see her? Cause I've seen her. <laughs> like, is she here? Cause that's cool. <laughs> so who, who, who told you that? Um, a lady by the name of Lynn, and she's very like, 
she's just yeah she's got like a third eye type of deal like she's just amazing and yeah, that sorry. was at the funeral home yes yeah, so that was where, that's where we met her through wow. and yeah she just goes who's the little girl with you and I'm like oh that's actually would have been you know yada 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 yeah and then because I, I developed a fear with it which was a scary thing and I remember speaking to her and she goes if you're fearful the spirit will be fearful if you're happy the spirit will be happy and straight away I changed my persona and there's never been any fear with her since um <laughs> how did that make you feel getting that um, validation from someone who didn't know anything about your situation like I wasn't nuts yeah <laughs> honestly like I think you, I'm very science-minded if I can explain stuff away I will and that's the first route I go but when you can't and when you've seen with your own two eyes it's just like mind-blowing but then when someone validates it you're like oh cool <laughs> wow I can't yeah. imagine Catherine, have, have you had that experience before where you've said things to people validating, you know, situations that they didn't think could be validated? Okay, so yes, but I feel like, how do I want to say this? With, I mean, like my ADHD brain is spinning right now. So, okay, first of all, absolutely yes. But the most fun validations are with science-minded people like you yourselves because you guys don't want to hold on to it and I find that most of the people I connect with are super logical people and it's just <laughs> you, it's just so fun to go like this is what you saw but yeah some of my favorites are usually around this is like small and minimal for sure but it's usually around people and like hearing their pets that are still around or like noticing yeah. like I'll see something like you're not sure that your grandmother's still with you but you like the first thing that you were like your husband sent you like this image of whatever it was, something that really appealed to her. I swear, I cannot believe how hard I'm spacing out right now, but it's <laughs> yes. in just like smaller ways. I think it's not as common to see things as vividly as you're seeing them. I think that's, that's a really incredible connection to that little girl's soul. That's what I think. Yeah. That's, that's definitely special. That's very unique. Most people don't see that vividly spirit in, in wow. with their physical eye. That's, yeah. my experience at least that's cool does your daughter your Adeline does she see her she said once or twice that she I remember she said she got up one night and she followed the green sparkly bell down the hall and I was kind of like she's very pretty she's a pretty girl like my both my girls are very girly 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 shiny sparkly all that kind of thing and she goes I woke up to a shiny bell and I was like what do you mean a shiny bell like okay are you dreaming <laughs> she's like no 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 I followed it down the hall and then it disappeared when it went to your room and this is a consistency like with that hallway like it's always sort of yeah. in that that area outside of what would have been this one's room um that's really the only one that she's had but my son who's going to go back outside <laughs> um he's had a bit more when he was we're going back maybe even last year Last year or the year before, he we left my parents' house. It was because my mum and father's birthday. So we went there for dinner, came home. It was nine o'clock at night, came through the door. My eldest daughter went to the toilet. I put the other, like the baby on the bed. She was asleep and he came bursting in the house with all this energy going, where's she gone? And I was like, uh, Adeline's brushing your teeth. She's like, no, 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 the other girl. And I was like, oh, Tilly, Tilly's asleep. He goes, no, 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 the other girl. And I was like, 
ah, I went, oh, I think, Damn mate. It. Yeah, I'm like, she's she's probably tired now. I think she went down to go to sleep. And he goes, oh, okay. And then goes and brushes his teeth. But then I asked him and he didn't remember, which was the funniest so, thing. I was like, what? How old is he? He's now five. Mm-hmm. Um, this would have been when he was three, sort of three, four-ish. Um, and he's your also, middle? Yeah, he's the middle one. Um, he also, I had one of the, so the, like the cot siding was a pretty big one, but I had one, it would have been going back a year now. I was lying in bed and for some reason they all wake me up to take them to the toilet in the night, even though they walk past the toilet. Um, <laughs> like, oh. I love you. <laughs> they do. Um, anyway, he came in the room and he was standing there and he has this habit of standing by my side and not saying anything. So that's startling enough in the night. Anyway, I woke up, but I woke up very calmly and I sort of looked at him and I looked at Adeline. I'm like, what? Like, what do you guys want? Like, do you need water? What do you mean? They're like, oh, like Haytham spoke. He's like, oh. I um I need to go to the toilet and I couldn't do anything I just I was so blank like I was like okay and I stared at him for a while and sheepish you know Adeline's very sheepish and then as I swung my leg over to go okay mate I'll take you to the toilet not acknowledging her she sparked up her face lit up but it wasn't Adeline she turned and ran and then disappeared when she got to the hall (sighs) And Haytham just looked at me, like my son, he just goes, he looked and he goes, <laughs> shrugged and I took him to the toilet. But I asked him the next day, I said, do you, did you have a dream about a girl? Do you remember yada yada? Um, he couldn't tell me anything. He goes, no, what are you talking about? And it's, he's not remembered any of these experiences that he has had, which has been very bizarre. But like I saw clearly, like she had my youngest daughter's face, but my eldest daughter's hair. And I was like, oh my God, like, oh. (laughs) Have you ever tried to communicate with her in these times when you've seen her? I, when it happens, I've always, it's an inability to speak. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, it just happens that I go, okay. And then I just walk away from the situation. Like I don't really give it too much credence anymore. Um, but I talk to her on like the off, like, you know, if I haven't seen her for a while, I might walk down the hall and go, hey, you know, hope you're well, yada, yada, like just, just things like that. But, and the only thing I did say was, you know, come back in when they're all asleep, like don't come back when they're awake because like they might ask questions and I'm not really ready to answer those just yet for them. Not really on the way of trying to communicate, I guess. So. No, that's more than fair. It's. Yeah. Um... <laughs> have you tried to pose to her that she you can actually tell her that she can't show up in that way that she has to show up in a a less jarring way that's something that you can absolutely do so I have um three living children and had one miscarriage as well and that oldest would have been with a previous with the boyfriend that I was with before I knew my husband and that child is the most mischievous little spirit I think it's, I mean, it's not surprising. My three living ones are little hellions anyway, but yeah. they're all boys. So it's fine. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> so I was told before when I started doing this, the woman who mentored me, um, I had kind of approached it with the idea of, listen, you can come play with them. You can come visit them, but you can't come at night because it scares them. And you need yeah. to come ask me first. So if you can come ask me and just give me like a gentle touch or not show yourself right away, then you won't scare mommy. And then it won't be such a such a surprise. And then we can talk and have a normal conversation. And honestly, 
that really helped. And that was probably yeah. about four years ago now. So you give it a shot. And the thing is that it, it's like any other child, you kind of have to set the reminder again, like, listen, I told you not to do this, right? They say you have to tell yeah. a toddler something. I think it's like 4,000 times before they finally <laughs> catch it. If yeah. it's not, it feels like it. So it's yeah. the same thing with them on the other side, but I would try that. That's what I was going to offer yeah. for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Especially because your middle child, he's going to continue to to see and feel and it's going to be more so in the way that you have that yeah. you don't feel it as much outside of the home but you are yep. still aware of subtle shifts and energy and of people who you don't necessarily think that you're going to like for whatever unknown reason he's going yep. to feel it the same way and I'm so sorry if I'm being intrusive too I just realized I didn't even ask <laughs> my permission if I could say all of that to you it's just, no I love it <laughs> it's, it's really important that like that boundary is set because if she yep. has access other spirits have access so once you start yeah. setting that boundary it creates the safer space for those communications to happen. And that's definitely, I know you've had Evelyn on the show before who specializes in like child psychic type stuff as well, but it's something that we've noticed with our children that we have to really kind of set that boundary yeah. and with yourself as well, because you're connecting too. So I'm so sorry, Noah, go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. And actually that's a good segue for something that I need to mention. So Evelyn and Jess are going to be doing a once a month episode on Real Hauntings, just the two of them. So if you're listening to this episode and you enjoy when we have Evelyn and Jess on, please shoot us a message at Real Hauntings Podcast on Instagram. If you have any questions for them, of course, you can reach out to their Instagrams as well, or just email us at Real Hauntings podcast at gmail.com for any questions you may have for them look out for that to drop probably mid-february mid to late february we'll put out a little pilot episode and um, see how that goes but yeah i think that sounds like great advice Catherine. i'm curious is so it sounds like you experienced this as well is that something that can potentially last indefinitely i mean what is is there a shelf life to something like that or how does that work that would be awesome. Um, no, there's, I feel like it's as long as you entertain it, as long as you give it, give the, that soul, that spirit, the attention. Honestly, now that you ask, I don't feel like we've had too many interesting things going on lately. Also, my boys are a little bit older than, than they, they were 17 months apart. So they are very, very close in age. They were very young at the same time. Now we have an 18-ish month old. Isn't it funny you get to the third? and you're like you know you're like I don't know but um yeah he's like and, half and he's he definitely entertains energy you can tell he's seeing other things but it's not in the way that it was with my oldest who would scream like that in the crib like you explained that scream yeah. whether that was your living god or the one on the other side it like that reaction is what my oldest did so yeah. and he is still the one who sees and connects more frequently so I would say I don't think there's necessarily a shelf life. I just think that we get used to, like you said, her just appearing and that kind of thing. So you don't notice it as much. Yeah. Well, this episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, y'all, it's Noah Daniels. And oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain 
is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. I must say the two of you are very strong to even be able to encounter that with such a peace of mind. And I mean, obviously I think something like that takes time and based on um, Reed's story and, and yours as well, that's kind of what I'm gathering just as a, a newish father myself, my kid is almost two. 
if he has something happen at daycare where another kid is like scratched him or bitten him or whatever, I, I feel such a emotional charge to protect him. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to lose a kid, even if it is, you know, a miscarriage. I know you're, you know, especially for both parents, but I think especially for the person who is carrying the child, um, I know that must be incredibly tough. And then to have this balance of energy around you, I, I just think for me, that would be hard to mentally compartmentalize. So kudos to both of you for finding, it sounds like kind of a healthy, safe <laughs> space for that. Cause I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. You don't know until you have to though. So if it comes up at you, I, you would surprise yourself. I think we frequently surprise ourselves with our own strength. Right. So don't give it also like, I want to kick the crap out of any kid who bites and scratches my kid too. So you go. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. got our first I'm incident report today. So of some kid oh, no. had bitten my kid on the hand and I was just like, where are they? Where's the, who's parent? Who's, where's the mom? Where's the dad? Let me at him. Let's go. <laughs> you know. um, yes. Yeah. That's a, a new experience, experience and uh, parenting for sure for me. Well, re you have your daughter's spirit around and and I was I was curious what has this experience been like for your husband he's sort of been there for me and it's like he because of the job that he had he's very he's always been very good at being very logical with all this kind of stuff he's been a great support with it all but he personally I don't think he's had any experience with it apart from the only thing we used to hear is like the odd crying and he'd go check down the hall. They're snoring their heads off, like they're not crying. We both go check. And that's probably the extent of his experience with it. Um, whether or not he shut a lot down, because I know he used to do that quite a bit. But yeah, so he hasn't really had a lot to do with it, to be honest. But great support. <laughs> do you think that he, I hate to use the word jealous because that has a negative connotation, but <laughs> do you think he wishes maybe he could have some of those experiences? Yes and no. Like I said, I think he, I mean, he sees a lot and he's seen like a few others that um, I'll tell you about shortly. But yeah, um, as far as this one, I think because it's so, it was so early on and it's more, like you said, like from the carrier's perspective, like it's, you know, you already create this life for this person and then they go and it's like your morning and they're just helping you through it kind of thing before he could get excited, you know, when he sees like a scan, then he's like, okay, it's real kind of thing. But until that point, it's not really real, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not in a cold way, but just it's not there yet for him. Have you been to a medium or psychic um, since all this started? Not really. Occasionally, like when I said I've bumped into this person, uh, Lynn, um, you know, she's told me things, um, you know, she's seen this or like she's told David before, give your wife a call she's feeling guilty about you know thinking about this kid not thinking about the one she lost far around he's called me and I've gone yeah that's 100% like I was just beating myself up over it kind of thing um but she's sort of got her own world of problem to deal with right now so it's like I haven't really spoken to anyone and I'm very critical on a lot of it like I've, I take it with a grain of salt unless like I said I can believe her because she's just shocked me through and through with everything mm -hmm. but yeah too logically minded, unfortunately. <laughs> I think a lot of people will appreciate you sharing that because I know, um, you know, especially the time we're living in with, you know, it's, it's weird to think about is the pandemic 
it's yeah. you know some people feel like it's oh whatever but i mean it's, it's still going on i think just a ton of us are vaccinated now so we don't maybe actively think <laughs> about it but i think at this point we've all either lost people or know people that have lost people so i appreciate yeah. you sharing that story of loss especially something that's so personal and intimate um oh, so it's kind of you to do uh with our audience well re yeah we'd love to hear more about your other hauntings ah <laughs> okay so it mainly started when I was uh, pregnant with my third child, Tilly. Um, just a plethora of it. It was always around. Um, even my husband had it. I remember he was at work one day and, and going back years, like when my grandmother passed, um, whenever you get this wafting smell, and it sounds silly, of like burning toast. And all of a sudden my mum was like, it's grandma, she's here kind of thing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Um he was at work one day and he was yelling at his staff or doing something with his staff, a firm conversation, and it was pouring with rain outside. No one had cooked anything and this waft of this burnt toast came through. He just goes, oh. they go, oh, my God, we can smell toast. He goes, no, 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 no. It's just my it's just my, um, my grandmother-in-law. Just leave her alone. She'll go away eventually kind of thing. And he just, go away, Grandma, kind of thing. But she was in and out through my whole pregnancy Um even Lynn, she turned around one day and she goes, went there for like, they were having drinks and stuff. And she turned around and she goes, who's the big lady that keeps coming in to check on you? And I was like, oh, I think it's grandma. She goes, yep, she keeps coming in, making sure you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, it was quite, quite far along in my pregnancy at that point. And we did have you no know, complications. So they're all very healthy and happy and all that, but it was a hard pregnancy. So she was constantly apparently over my shoulder. Um, the only one that's really like, and this one kind of not spooked me, but it startled me enough a few times where um, I was at work one day and I had the whole factory to myself. So I work in a chocolate factory. Um, so I was working out the back and I was quite, you know, about halfway through my pregnancy and I was just singing along to myself, having a great time, one woman party kind of thing. And then I've looked up and I've seen this girl, tall, skinny girl, long blonde hair dart through. And I've just, I've grabbed my box cutter and I've chased because I'm like, get, get the fuck out of here kind of thing. Like, I'm going to fight you. And it wasn't until I got halfway that I dropped the box cutter, went ice cold and went, oh my God, that was an odd person. And I was like, what have I seen? Like, I'm being an idiot. I'm being stupid, blah, 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 blah there's no way she could have gone anywhere. Like it would have been a wall. And I thought, okay, I'll just leave that. I like to speak to my mum about this kind of things because she's a bit funny with it as well. She's a bit hooey. Um, and I went to mum that weekend. I said, look, I chased a blonde girl, a faux blonde girl through the factory the other day. And she goes, oh my God, long blonde hair. And I went, yeah, a bit taller than you. Yeah, skinny. She's like, yep, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, I chased her through the factory and she broke down and I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I've done something to my mum. And because she actually had a miscarriage between my brother and I. And forever in a day, she always used to yell at me being for being up at night. But I was deathly afraid of dinosaurs as a kid. Wouldn't get out of bed. Like, for love nor money, you wouldn't catch me out of bed. And she'd always yell at me the next morning. I'm like, I'm not getting up, woman. Like, stop yelling at me. And then all of a sudden, she remembers seeing this girl with long blonde hair look up one day. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's not Rhiannon. Okay, cool. And she didn't have any more experiences with her after that. Um, and it wasn't till my pregnancy that I've seen this girl and told mum. She's like, okay, that would have been your sister, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I've seen it once. It may or may not have been there. Explained it away. But then fast forwarding probably maybe 
10 months. I had Tilly at this point. She was only really little. I finished work. It was dark outside. It was probably, we're heading into winter. So it was getting quite dark early. Reversed in, was chatting away to the kids. And I've seen in my rear view mirror, cause our front door's behind our, um, it's in our carport, our garage. So I've seen this girl walk from my front door around the back of my house. And I have shat myself thinking, okay, I've got to get these kids inside. That's my main thing. Got to get these kids inside. They're hard to get out of those seats. How am I going to do this really quickly? I was really, really scared. I thought someone was breaking in. I turned on all the lights. I rang David. I'm like, you've got to get home. Someone's on the property. He he did a check. He goes, there's been no disturbance. I'm like, okay, just chop it up to stupid dark, whatever. Two weeks later, David was sitting on the couch or lying on the couch. He looked out the same window and he saw a tall blonde girl walk by the window in the same direction that she was going for me. And um, he got up and he ran around the property because he was chasing her. The garage door was locked. So he goes, how, how? You could hear someone if they jumped the fence. And when he explained, he goes, this blonde girl. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I did see her. All right. And yeah, she just, but it's only ever been those sort of two-ish times and I haven't seen her since. The most disturbing thing is she's always walking away. And I just said, I was like, why is she always walking away? <laughs> but yeah, just to have it confirmed, to have him tell me. And then my mum explained the same person. I was just like, mind blown. I'm like, okay. Well, first, I love how serious you take security at the chocolate factory that your first instinct was to grab a box cutter and take off, take uh, running yeah. after this lady. <laughs> I'm afraid of no one, apparently. <laughs> Until I get there, they'll while be like, pregnant. Oh. Yeah, while yeah. pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I did everything wrong. <laughs> hey, that pregnancy strength is no joke. My mom has a retail store, and when she was pregnant with my sister, somebody robbed it um, at, with a gun. And she oh, took, shit. She, took um, she went running after them through the streets, yeah. and we were just like, hey, no, what are you? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> That's what you don't do. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you got, you got the strength of multiple people, you know, like, yeah. well, you don't know any better. You're ready exactly. to, ready She's to rumble. <laughs> so Catherine, what do you think about that story? I, I want to go to you and see how you interpret that. That's, that's uh, one of the okay. more wow stories I've heard on the podcast. <laughs> all right. So first of all, I don't think that I have encountered anyone as stubborn as you are. And I say this is so much love about embracing the fact that they're <laughs> gifted, intuitive, but if we're going to skip over that, then <laughs> no, you, you clearly come from a long line of gifted intuitives as well. And I think that you're not going to, I just got chills too. So everyone gets a sign from spirit when you've been able to establish, this is something I was taught. This is something I teach in my courses. When you're yeah. first intentionally connecting, you ask your guides to show you a sign to indicate that they're with you and protecting you and only bringing you things of the highest good. Okay. So for me, it's like full body chills. It's very unattractive. It looks like a mini seizure. It's not cute. Right. Other people get like a little touch of the hair (laughs) or something like that. Real sweet, like blow in the face. Nope. Not me. So I just got full body chills saying this to you as like, I, I I wish that my sign could be like my head turning in a circle. So you could really see like how real (laughs) this is because the way that you feel and interpret and identify with spirit being around you. I only saw like you see with your physical eye until I took it under my own control, until I learned to 
control my intuition. Once I learned that, it started showing up in ways that was less scary. And since doing that, I've only had a handful of experiences where I have jumped back and gone, what the hell was that? So, (laughs) I mean, I say that a lot. Again, mom with three boys, but not to spirit. So basically... I would say that you, especially in your third pregnancy, and I I wish that I would have interrupted you more to ask you exactly what you were about to say anyway, but you, (laughs) in that pregnancy, knowing that there were complications right up until the end, right? Yeah. 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 And and through that, yeah. yeah, And through that, what you, what you had, it was, it was like, kind of like an awakening of sorts. And I hate all of the taboo, like, terminology because I'm not down with that either but you basically had an awakening and you you are going through that in a way because of your second child that middle child I have chills again is so aware I he could outgrow it but he doesn't have to and if he outgrows it it's going to be only in the way that you have where you didn't really you just stifled it right so you can fight it but it's always going to be there until you take control of it and once you take control of it Mm -hmm. you can quiet it or use it however you want like yeah I don't see spirit past a certain time of night I don't if my husband's on an overnight I don't let anything in at all because I'm a big baby so it's all up to you yeah same it's all up to you and I totally get what you're saying with the box cutter I would have got right up on her and been like what am I gonna do now my take is you're very intuitive I feel like I just would have been like hey (laughs) first (laughs) It's like you want a candy bar on the way out. That's what I get. Get some chocolate. <laughs> Said Ree's like, get back here. I, I think you got a tap. Let me out. <laughs> I'm going to cut her. She's not even doing anything. She's just running through. <laughs> that could have helped. <laughs> oh, no. Funny. Yeah, no, I've all, like, it's one of those things like it's happened. And the more it happens, the more accepting I do become. And I, like I said, I 100% believe in what I've seen. I, you know, there was one instance where, because there was, um, I had like, I actually had two miscarriages, like through between having my kids. So I had, um, it was ectopic pregnancy. Then I had Adeline. I had a miscarriage. Then I had Haytham. And then Tilly didn't have anyone before her. Um, luckily, yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the kids were bouncing on the bed one day and I took a photo and the light was shining in and I, there was like these little orb things and I was like, oh, they're orbs. And because my husband goes, oh, we're all here, you know. And that's the only time he's ever acknowledged. He goes, we're all here. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, I get it. But then I was like, I took the photo and I was like, oh, look at the orbs above the kids. And I'm like, no, it's dust. Like, it's going to be dust. It's caught on the light. Rah, rah. And then straight away, I'm like trying to explain it away. And I'm just like, oh. Like, it's one of those, I want it, but I have to be logical. And when there's no alternative answer, then I'm like, well, that's a haunting. <laughs> I think it's really hard. I mean, I, we, we talk about this on the podcast from time to time, but I think one of the reasons I struggle with admitting my experiences are real is because once I accept that as fact that it happened, it's like, well, where does that line stop? If I keep moving the yeah. line of reality, um, yes, because that's I can get very like caught up in things and excited about things. Yep. And so I feel like I kind of protect myself in that way by not, you know, meanwhile, I've done like 150 of these episodes of the supernatural <laughs> stuff, but you know, I, I think it's, it's, it can be difficult for us because we're raised in a certain way. Uh, yep. you know, we we learn through television and books to believe a certain way and 
Definitely. I don't know. It's it's tricky. And then I, I've been fortunate enough to meet people like Catherine and Evelyn and, you know, other gifted people that really challenge the things that I grew up believing as reality. Yeah. So that I enjoy more than anything else because I love being challenged um, and, and getting to know yeah. these people. I have to agree. I have to agree with that. It's just, it does give you a whole new method of thinking. Yeah, just it, it's it's mind blowing. And to think that, you know, science can only explain so much. So what else is there that we don't know? We barely know. Like they can't even tell us about water. Like they don't understand water fully. Like, so how can you understand like these experiences that people have? Like I said, I'm really logical, but I have seen these, you know, I've walked past, had the chill. I've chased her around the corner. Like, where are you going? Kind of thing. And she's walked past me on like a, it was like a 39, uh, you guys are Fahrenheit. Uh, 102 degree Fahrenheit night like it was a hot night and I got this chill I'm like and I'm going back to bed <laughs> sit under the air cotton because it was just like okay I've seen you you're getting a drink of water or something that's great <laughs> mm. but it's you know you've seen these things and it's just oh I know the brain's crazy but I mean you're already in Australia where there's like more bugs and animals that can kill people oh, than anywhere else I hate bugs. <laughs> Do you, and this is just an, a gratuitous question for me, but have you encountered huntsman spiders? Because whenever I see those online, they freak me out. They're fucking horrible. <laughs> like, are they yes, really prevalent? Do you see them often or is it just a once? Okay, we've been in this house for 10 years. So I've seen three. That's enough. Um, no. And because um, my husband said so he's changed, but he's now working away in the mines. So he flies out for two weeks and comes back for a week. Um, when he first went away, all Mike kept thinking of was shit. How am I going to deal with the bugs? And he just, you know, they're not too bad, but when there is a bug, I'm like, oh, let's move. Um, my daughter called me and she's like, mom, there's a spider. So I'm like, I've got this run down the hall. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. And then got I realized she's cutter. face. Yeah, <laughs> see, <laughs> ready and armed. <laughs> but yeah, I've walked to her, I've run to her, and then I've realized that she's looking at the wall that I have to walk past in order to see said spider. And I've just gone, how big is it? <laughs> <laughs> she's gone, it's big. I'm like, and she's like, it's not that big. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 10 minutes later, I walked in, it was tiny, but I was like, you did the right thing, squashed it, felt like a hero, and walked away. <laughs> <sighs> Because for our audience that doesn't know, huntsman spiders can be like the size of a hand. Yeah, like they're, they're the size of your hand. Exactly. Yeah, they're huge and scary. But but apparently they don't like they're not venomous or anything. They just no. eat bugs. Yeah. Yeah, they're just know. they're just there and they're big and they're horrible looking. And scorpions, oh. you have to deal with scorpions too, right? And <laughs> okay, I've just recently found out that there are scorpions where I work, and I did not know this. And I had a horrible dream when I was a kid, and I am petrified of scorpions. And I'm like, oh cool, they're here. I didn't think they were here. Cool. I quit. <laughs> See you later. Oh, well. Give me snakes and sharks any day, but give me bugs. No, thank you. <laughs> Dude, we interviewed one guest from Australia. I can't think of her. Her name escapes me now because it's been about a year, but she told us like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to do the conversation outside. It literally sounded like she was being attacked by a swarm of birds. I don't know where she was. It was like one of the harder episodes to edit uh, from an audio standpoint, but it was a great episode, but she was like, Oh, sorry. I'm still a little, um, I'm out of breath. I just caught this like eight foot snake and had to throw it out of the driveway. And we were like, I'm sorry. What? And she's like, yeah, it's Australia, whatever. And I was like, I don't, I can't comprehend. <laughs> no, <laughs> lucky I have not touched wood ever had a snake in this house, but, um, you know, <laughs> it's always a first. <laughs> 
funny. <laughs> just bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> what did you have any other experiences you wanted to share with us? I know we've had you for about an hour, so we won't keep you yeah. uh, too long. Um, nothing really too prevalent. Just, you know, my grandma's house used to have a few things like uh, my when she passed sort of when I was 19 ish. Um, the, the house always felt cold and always felt horrible. And if, if you slept over there, you didn't get out of bed. Like my brother was the same. We both slept in the same room. You know, you slept like, okay, let's just go to sleep and wake up in the morning. And then every time you go in her room, it was really cold. Now my parents live in this house now. Um, it's a whole different feel in that house. Um, she had a turbulent relationship with my granddad. So when he, he, uh, had a stroke and passed like the year I was born. So I never got to know him. Um, all I know is she was very anti him and stuff like that. And then when she was passing, she she grabbed me and she said, you know, I loved him and I love him still and I'm going to go see him now. And I was like, okay. She eventually passed and that house has always been warm since that happened. Hmm. And it wasn't until I thought, it's just silly kid stuff. And then I was talking to my cousin that night and she just goes, yeah, but how horrible was the feeling when you slept over here, like that cold feeling? And I just went, oh. Oh, you did. You felt it too. And she goes, yep. She goes, we wouldn't get out of bed. Nah. And she goes, have you walked in that room now? It's warm and it's sunny. And I just went, well, fuck. Okay, cool. You, you felt it too. And it's like, again, that sort of, you think something and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. But then someone else says it. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Catherine's yeah, right. Look. You're super intuitive. You got to embrace this life. <laughs> Till it's full. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got you. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Got it. It's all good. Well, Ree, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Catherine, did you have any more questions for Ree before we get her out of here? No, she's just got to embrace it. She's got to yeah. go for, for it. Life gets easy. I promise you, I will. <laughs> Ree, I'm curious because I've never heard that your phrasing with when you were moving a sentence along, you would say rah, rah, rah. Is that something that people say in oh. Australia or is that something that you say? It's like blah, blah, yada, yada. You're talking on and on and on kind of thing. <laughs> you would have people eating out of your hands in the States. We were such suckers for accents. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. <laughs> well, um, is there anything you want to promote your Instagram or anything you've got going on that you want to share with our audience? Not really. I'm just a mom of three who works. <laughs> Well, just we're excited to share yeah absolutely and and i'm i'm sorry it took so long to get you on the podcast that's probably no, no, my no, no, fault no. but i always had you penciled in to get you on so should have done good. it sooner because this was a, a great episode Catherine, would you like to tell our audience where they can find all your wonderful content yes check me out on katherineannintuitive.com oh my god Kat, yep katherineannintuitive.com and on instagram at the same <laughs> um, and uh, TikTok, Catherine Ann Intuitive. That is where most of my fun content is. So thank you so much for having me on the guest host with you. And it was so nice to meet you, Rhiannon. Don't forget your podcast, Murder and Mediumship oh my God. as well. This is what I'm saying. My brain's fried today. Um, and Murder and Mediumship, just my podcast, no big deal. You know, where we connect to um, the victims and uh, the serial killers <laughs> themselves sometimes. So yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. So thank you for reminding me that I also do that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no worries. Always got the producer hat on as long as... Long as <laughs> The, you uh, do good work. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Catherine Gavin. I'm Rhiannon Graham. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine. 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.